This sermon is titled His Word Brings Healing. Be enriched as you listen. Good morning, everyone. Are you happy to be here? Really happy? Really, really happy? <laughs> it's good to gather together and just worship God and uh, uh, spend time in His Word, spend time in His presence, encounter Him in different ways. Now, I, uh, we have been going through the book of James over the last several Sundays. Today, we are taking a break. Uh, it's the last Sunday of the month, and what we do on the last Sunday of the month is we intentionally keep this Sunday aside to preach or to bring to us a very simple message that will encourage faith in God for healing, deliverance, and miracles. So we just call it Supernatural Sunday. Now, that doesn't mean God doesn't work, do the supernatural on other Sundays. He does supernatural every, every day. Amen? But the thing, uh, the reason we intentionally do this is to uh, keep reminding us the fact that we serve a supernatural God. Amen? Uh, sometimes we tend to forget. That God is a miracle working, he, healing, delivering God. We tend to forget that as we, you know, as we go through our Christian journey. And so uh, we decided several years ago that we'll do this every month intentionally. Focus on this and uh, you know, continue to build faith. Continue to keep reminding us that the God we serve is a miracle working God. And of course, through all of this, you know, we experience, God's people experience uh, His working in our lives. And we've had testimonies. We continue to have testimonies uh, of those things. And, and, and we believe this is part of the mandate of the church, which is to not only teach the word, but also to administer the power of God so that God's people can experience His power working in their lives. And so you know, uh, part of that is uh, we keep the Sundays, uh, the last Sunday of every month as a supernatural Sunday. So that's what we are going to do. And um, I'm just going to spend a few moments just reminding us of the Word of God. And then we're going to go into a time of prayer and ministry and, and just see what, what the Lord will do, however He wants to work. But one very important thing for all of us is expectation. Amen? That means we must expect we must expect God to work. We must expect God to uh, do things. If you don't have expectation, then things will be dull and boring and dry and dead. But we must have expectation. We must expect God to do mighty things. And it's not wrong. It's not a sin to be expectant. In fact, faith is expecting. Uh, it, it is expectant. It's, it's, it's eagerly waiting, anticipating expecting God to do something in our lives. So I want to encourage you this morning to be expectant, whether, you, whether there's a, a, a need for healing in your body or your mind, or for God to work something powerful in your life situation, be expectant. Ex expect God to do something powerful in your life as we just spend some time in the Word, and then we go into a time of ministry. See, there are many different ways in which God heals people. Many different ways. There are times when God just moves sovereignly. Uh, you know, you could have people who are really just new to the, that they may not know much about the Christian faith, not know anything. They, they just maybe come for their very first service or church service or a church meeting, and God heals them. And then we wonder, you know, how did that happen? Well, God just moved sovereignly and just did a work because God is sovereign and He can and He does do those things. God also moves by His presence and His glory. So whenever you know, we are in times of worship and we experience the presence of God, we encounter the presence of God, God will move sovereignly, move by His presence and glory. And so that's a time when we can receive our healings and miracles. Yeah, and we've had wonderful testimonies of people just being healed just during times of worship, just during uh, our, our, our times of worship, people are delivered. 
So God moves by his presence and glory. God also moves by his anointing. So uh, when we recognize the anointing, which is the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit, and there's a, there are different kinds of anointings. And so when we, uh, ex- uh, you know, we recognize there's the anointing for healing or for miracles, and we flow with that anointing, there's there going to be healings and miracles. Uh, God uh, works through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So uh, many times you would see pastors, or you would have us, as we minister, we will mention certain conditions. It's like God is healing this condition. That's a word of knowledge. And usually the reason God gives a word of knowledge is to let us know that that's what I'm about to do. That's what I'm doing. And so people re- receive that word and a healing happens. A miracle happens. So a word of knowledge along with gifts of healings or the workings of miracles. So that's also another way by which God works. So there are many different ways through which we can receive healing. Receive deliverance. The communion, participating in the Lord's table is again a very powerful moment for us to receive healing. And again, we've had testimonies where people just receiving the communion through their faith in God have received healing. And that's why we encourage people that when, during our times of communion, believe God. Believe for a miracle. Believe for something to take place in your life because God works even through that. But What I want to just remind us this morning is one of the most common ways by which God releases healing into our lives, and that is by His words, by or through His words. So let's all say this together. His word brings healing. Let's say it one more time. His word brings healing. So this is one of the common ways that God administers his healing into your life and mine. And so this Sunday morning, I want to just encourage us along that line. You see, in the Bible, it's very, very clear, and many of us will agree, that God works through his words. God works through his words. You know, when you open the Bible... Right from the very first verse, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, this truth is presented to us. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, or upon the waters. And then verse 3, it says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. So, In the very opening statements of the Bible, the Bible is presenting to us, this is how God works. He just speaks. He just says. And His Word causes things to be. God said, let there be light. And there was light. God works through his word. And there are several scriptures on that. I just want to remind us of them. Psalm 33, verses 6 and 9. It says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9. He commanded, and it stood fast. He spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. That's it. By the word of the Lord. He commanded, he spoke, it was done. So God works through his word. When he wants to do something, he just speaks, he releases, he sends forth his word. When you come into the New Testament, the New Testament reiterates this for us. Hebrews 11 and verse 3, the Bible says, By faith we understand that the heavens were framed by the word of The heavens were framed by the word of God. So that things which are were not made by things which are visible. In other words, the the visible came out of the invisible. The natural came out of the spiritual. So by the word of the Lord were the heavens formed. All this vast expanse, this universe, uh, all of that just came in by the word of God. Just imagine how much of power or energy must have been released or uh, just sent in to this vast expanse to bring all of this together. 
And not only were things created by the Word, but the Word of God upholds, it regulates, it sustains, it's, it keeps everything in place. You read about that in Hebrews 1 and verse 3. It talks about Jesus Christ who is the image of God. It says, upholding all things by the Word of His power. So this entire universe is sustained, it's regulated, it's kept in place, it's, it's run by the Word of God. Are you listening? That's how powerful the Word is. And so when God wants to administer healing to you, to me, when God wants to work a miracle in your life, bring about deliverance, a change in your situation, turn sickness to health, turn poverty to prosperity, uh, deliver us from our bondages so that we could, be, uh, we could be free, walk in liberty, to heal our mind, our emotions. How, how would he do it? The same way. But I want us to just get an understanding of how great is the power of God's word. The entire universe was formed and created, and it's being upheld by the Word of God. So is there anything in your life that God, the power of God's Word, cannot fix? Think about it. And so when God wants to administer healing to you and me, He uses His Word. Psalm 107, verse 20, we're all familiar with these scriptures. He, let's read it, let's say it together. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Healing, deliverance. How is, it God, how is God going to do it in your life and mine? He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So, if you and I are in a very difficult situation, maybe financial, maybe it's in your workplace, maybe it's a relation problem, whatever it is, whatever that's destructive, troubling, disturbing, how is deliverance going to come from heaven? Is it going to FedEx it to you? Dunzo it, swiggy it. <laughs> How's it going to come? He sent his word. And healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's why the word of God is so important. It's a medium. I'm just using language here. It's a medium through which the power of God is delivered into your life and mine. To bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring the work of God. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 22, familiar verses again. King Solomon, taught by his father, King David, he writes, he says, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life. To those who find them and health to all their flesh. Says, my son, my, pay attention to my words, my sayings. Don't let go of my words, my sayings. Why? Because my words, my sayings are life and health to your whole body, from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Anything in between. The Word of God will take care of it. Amen? So God is saying, my Word is health, or it brings healing, wholeness, medicine. My Word is health to your whole body. So let's all say this together. Put your hand on your head and say this with me. God's Word is health, healing, wholeness, medicine to my whole body. Amen? Now think about this. I mean, thank God for the medical profession. I'm just using this as an illustration. And we are not against going to the hospitals, going to the doctors. So 
if you went to the doctor, we went to the doctor. What will the doctor say? You know, he, you have one appointment, and he may wish to have another appointment. He may tell you to, you know, go and uh, do these tests, these scans, these x-rays. He may even want you to meet two or three other specialists and get all the reports and come back, and then he would, you know, come out with a decision, and then, then he would say, okay, here's the plan of treatment. Sometimes it's something simple, like, you know, you take this med medication three times a day for the next seven days. Sometimes it could be uh, something more elaborate than that. But none of us go to the doctor and say, doctor, I have one appointment, you cure me. I'm not coming back. He might just tell you, don't come back. <laughs> don't come even now. You know, in other words, there is a treatment plan. There is a process through which healing would be administered or they would do their work. And we thank God for that. The reason I'm bringing that up is because when we come to the word of God or when we think about the church and the ministry of healing in the church, sometimes our expectation is misplaced. We say, Pastor, lay your hand on me. I want it to heal now. Or just wave your hand on me and my diseases will go. Well, like we said, there are times when God works that way, sovereignly, whether it's the presence, the glory of God, or the anointing of God, or the gifts of healings, or God just moving sovereignly. There are times those, kind, those miracles will happen. But understand that there is another normal way by which God will administer healing to you and me, and that is through His Word. And sometimes, or not sometimes, but... His word, we need to keep receiving his word. That's why he says, pay attention. He didn't say, have a glance. Take a look. He said, pay attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Do not let them depart from your eyes. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Are you listening? In other words, I'm taking in the word of God intentionally, knowing that it is going to produce healing in my body. Sometimes it may happen, you just hear one message and it, you know, you're, it's wonderful. Faith comes, healing happens. But sometimes you need to hear the word of God over an extended period of time. You need to keep hearing the word. And his word will administer or release healing power into our bodies. Are you listening? That's what he says. Pay attention to my word. Keep it in your heart. Their healing will come. It's, it's health to your whole body. It will heal your whole body. And there have been many times when, you know, if I'm, feeling, if I'm not feeling well, if I'm feeling unwell, um, okay, I need to take rest. I'll take rest. I'll lie down, whatever. But I would also intentionally administer God's word to myself. Speak that word. Meditate in that word. Open my Bible. Go to the healing scriptures. Why? Because his word is healing to my whole body. Are you understanding that? Because God said, keep it in your heart. My word is health to your whole body, from the top of your head to the sole of your feet, whatever problem is there in between body or mind, His Word will heal. But you got to take it in. you got to administer it to yourself. Hear the Word. Receive the Word. Now, when, you, when we look at the healing ministry of the Lord Jesus, we observe, as in the Gospels, that Jesus ministered in so many different ways. There were times, he, you know, he went up to the pool of Bethesda. There, was, and there were many people around that pool. Many people were sick. But to one person, he said, take up your bed and walk. And he left all the others sick. So why did Jesus do only that? Well, Jesus explained. He said, I can only do what I see my father do. So father directed me to one person, one miracle, finished. All the others were left like that. Why? That's a sovereign work of God. 
In some situations, people came. A blind man came. He made clay with his, with his spit. He put it on his eyes. And he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And he didn't do that for everybody. There was no clay and healing ministry. From morning till evening, make clay, put on people's eyes, go wash. No. It was unique for that one person. Why? Father wanted to do that. He did it. But what we do observe is this. The point I'm making is those were unique and they were meant for individuals. We call them sovereign works of God. But there was also the healing ministry accessible to the masses, to the multitudes. In that case, what do we see? Jesus went about teaching, preaching, and healing. Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, the Bible says, And Jesus went about all Galilee. What was he doing? Teaching. Preaching. And healing. So this is how he ministered to the masses, the multitudes. People came. He spent time teaching and preaching. That means he taught them the word. He preached the good news of the kingdom. And then the healing and the miracles followed. Same thing in Matthew 9, 35. Same thing. It says he went about teaching, preaching, and healing. He gave them the word first. What did he teach? From the Old Testament. He may have told them the same things that you and I have the privilege of hearing today. You know, I said, I want you to know there's a covenant that we have with God. God said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Can you imagine Jesus quoted the same scriptures that you and I quote today? Because he had the same Old Testament. And that's where he taught from. He would have told them, the Lord has a covenant with us. That he will bless our bread and our water. He will take all sickness away from our midst. He taught them. He preached or proclaimed the good news. And then he healed. And so, or you can flip it the other way and look at what happened from the point of view of the masses, the multitudes. You read in Luke chapter 5, verse 15, that the multitudes came to do what? For him to wave their hands? For him to wave his hand on them? No. What does it say? To hear and to be healed by him. So when the multitudes came, Luke chapter 5, Verse 15, it says, however, the report of him went out. Let me read that. Let's read it. Luke 5. The report went out concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. What did they come for? To hear and to be healed. So look. The hearing preceded the healing. In other words, they had to sit and listen. Sometimes Jesus' sermons went for three days. Thank God, ours is only about 40 minutes. <laughs> no, they sat and they heard for three days. Full days. No lunch break. Three days, they heard, they came to hear and to be healed. See, the attitude we have in the church today, and I'm not against the sovereign work of God where, you know, you just come in, the presence of God is there and you're healed. Thank God for that. But we tend to become very impatient with God. God, heal me right now. Hearing, God, I don't want to hear you. Just heal. 
I came for healing, not for hearing. But hearing precedes healing. They came to hear and to be healed. You see, if Jesus was ministering here today, he might speak to all of us for three days before he prayed for the first person. He did it then. He'll do it again. So you mean I have to come and hear Jesus for three days? Wow, I think so. That's what he did then. He'll probably do it again. They came to hear and to be healed. Now why is hearing? Uh, let's just look at another example. Luke chapter 6, verse 17. Again, it repeats. Luke Luke is, is a physician. He's a doctor. That This is the doctor rating. So that means he's analyzing everything. He's saying, you know, why are people being healed? What is Jesus doing in his ministry? So the physician is reporting here. Luke 6 and verse 17, it says, And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples. And a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came, read this last part with me, please. To hear him and to be healed of their diseases. So this is how he ministered to the masses, to the multitudes. They came to hear and to be healed. There were certain individuals like the man at the pool of Bethesda and so on. Whom Jesus just said, take up your bed and walk. That was the sovereign work of God. Uh, you know, we could call it a gift of healing being released or the anointing being released. And was, you, can, you can get into the details of that. But those were specific individuals, but to the multitudes. How did he minister? It was always like this. He taught, preached, and healed. They came to hear and to be healed. So the hearing of the word of God is so important to, the, to receiving healing from God. And we need to learn to do that. Now you can hear the word of God at home. Meaning you can open your Bible. And go through the word of God. Now of course from the church side. It's our responsibility. Uh, to speak the word. To teach you the word. And that's why we take time to minister the word. But the point is that there has to be the hearing of the word of God. So that in order to receive healing from God. Are you all with me so far? They came to hear and to be healed. Think about some examples that we see. Uh, we know the story of the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. And how did that woman get her healing? It begins like this. You know, in verse 27, it's not on the screen. It begins like this. She heard about Jesus. And then she said to herself, if I go and touch his garment, I shall be made well. How did it begin? She heard. She heard what Jesus was doing. She heard what was happening. She heard about people being healed. So hearing about Jesus is so important. She heard about Jesus. And then faith kicked in. She said, if I go, I'll get it. And then Jesus turns around to her and he says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. How did she get the faith? She heard, and then she acted on it. Look at this beautiful example in Acts, the 14th chapter, verses 8 through 10. This is about the ministry of Paul and Barnabas. Uh, they were on the first missionary journey. They came to uh, uh, Lystra, Acts 14, verse 8. It says, and in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man, what's the next word? Let's read it again. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. So how did it begin? This man heard. So obviously Paul was preaching. And what Paul preached built faith in his heart. Now, we don't know how long Paul's sermon was. He was known to preach through the night. So I don't know how long that message was. But this man heard. And whatever Paul was preaching ignited faith in his heart. Faith began to rise. So maybe 
I can be healed. Our faith began to rise. This man heard Paul preach. Faith began to rise. And then what happened? It says Paul perceived that this man had faith to be healed. See, so we need to hear the word because faith comes by hearing the word of God. And sometimes we need to hear the word for an extended period of time because, you know, we have all kinds of doubts and all kinds of questions and ifs and buts and maybes. And, and they are dealt with as we keep hearing the word and faith builds up in our hearts. And then we have faith to be healed. And then what do we see happen next? It says in verse 10, and Paul said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he leaped and walked. So he heard the word, faith came, and then he told him to act. Do it. Do something. Stand up. And he was healed. So this morning, we're going to do that. And for the next maybe 10 minutes or so, I'm just going to remind us of God's word on healing. I'm just going to remind us. And as we hear the word, as you hear the word, I want you to say, that word is for me. Okay, whatever your situation, anything, body or mind or something. I'm, I'm just going to re remind us of healing scriptures. And as you hear the word, you say, that word is for me. You receive it. And then we're going to act on that word today. Are you ready? So, Exodus 15, verse 26. The Lord said, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. Let's say this together. God is the Lord who heals me. Now, let's say it like we believe it. You know? God is the Lord who heals me. Exodus 23, verses 25 and 26, he said, so you will serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Can you imagine? This is a promise in the old covenant. We are in the new covenant, which the Bible says is a better covenant and which has better promises. So we can read that promise and say, God, I got to have better than that. Amen? So let's say this together. I serve the Lord my God. He blesses my bread and my water. And he takes sickness away from my midst. Come on, say it like you really believe it. And he takes sickness away from my midst. Amen? And he said, next verse, you know, no one will suffer miscarriage. I'll be barren in your land, and I will fulfill the number of your days. And I remember some time back, and, you know, when we had our Nepali church, uh, some years ago we released them because they were doing very well, and they're functioning on their own. But we had, we used to have our Nepali congregation. And I remember uh, uh, one of our assistant pastors, Nepali pastor, assistant pastor, uh, he graduated from our Bible college as well. So he and his wife, uh, first child, miscarriage. And they came and met me in the office. And I could just see the sadness, you know, on both of them, especially the wife. And I opened my Bible to this verse. So this is what the Bible says. God said, no one will suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. This is the word. Let's believe it. I could see a little flicker of hope. I mean, a little, you know, encouragement in her. In her. And we prayed. One year later, they came back. They wanted me to... You know, they were first feeding. 
pasta you must do, that in the spoon and all that stuff. It, they came back with a baby. You know? Thank God for that. His word works. Just encourage them to believe that word. We serve the Lord our God. He blesses our bread and our water. And he removes all sickness from our midst. The number of our days we will fulfill. That means we will live out the full length of our lives. We don't have to die premature. We don't have to die early. You live out the full course of your life. There are many other scriptures which we're going to just, just going to remind us. Psalm 91 verse 10. It's not on the screen. I didn't put it on the slide. Psalm 91 verse 10. He says, no evil shall befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling. So no plague will come near my dwelling. So that's our faith. God, you said, no plague will come near your dwelling. Same Psalm, verses 14 through 16. It says, you know, that the law, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him because he has set his love upon me. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. With long life, verse 16, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You know, today is March 27th. March 31st, every year is a special day because eight years ago, I almost died. And, uh, you know, when we started in 2001, uh, we gave birth to two babies. One was the church and one was the software company. And uh, both were born just around the same month. And that's how we started everything here in Bangalore. So I was uh, running the software company, starting the church. Things were going well. Of course, you know, work is stressful. Here we come, 2013. Uh, I was doing three services every Sunday. Two services in Bangalore, then catch the... I think it was a two o'clock flight to Mangalore, did a four o'clock service in Mangalore, take the flight, 7 p.m. flight back, be home by 10.30, sometimes 11, and then Monday back to work. And so that's how life was. I was enjoying what I was doing, but my body couldn't handle it. You know, and uh, we, we were doing great work. I mean, on the business side, our church was growing. March 2014, I remember we actually went on a mission trip that month of March, Anand, Anand Matthew. Yeah, we actually went to Chandigarh, I think. We had a mission trip there. Uh, we came back. March 31st was a public holiday. Uh, I went to the church office with my son Joshua. And uh, I was actually working on a book, Ministering, Healing, and Deliverance. I was writing that book, so I sat in the office that day writing the book, and Josh was doing his work, and uh, we had lunch, and anyway, we came home early, and uh, 5 o'clock, 5.30, I went to the gym uh, on the treadmill. I just felt uneasy, so I stopped, uh, went back home, had shower, and shortly after, my whole body started sweating, and I told Josh, call mom. I'm not going into all the details, but my parents are here, and Amy's here. We rushed to the hospital, and uh, things were bad. But there was one thing I was resting on, Psalm 91, 16, with a long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I had been meditating on that so much. I said, God, that's what my expectation is. I'm not expecting to die young. That's not my expectation. My expectation with the long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. And that time, I, I know they rushed me to the emergency. I could feel malice. I, I don't know how to describe it other than my heart being almost ripped apart. And I prayed a simple prayer, Lord Jesus, I need to live. I need to live for my family. I need to live for the church. And I need to live for the work of God that needs to be done. I need to live. Thank God for the cardiologist. He was actually on leave that day, but when he was informed, he came. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I, I, I don't know all the details because the next thing I know, I was waking up on, uh, in the cath lab. They had done their procedure. 
But he told, he told Amy and me, he said, your heart stopped. You were on the table, no heartbeat. Gone. Yeah. Thank God for the cardiologist. Till today, every March 31st, I sent him a message thanking him. I'm grateful. Thank God for the doctors. Amen. He may have forgotten. He may, I, no, I think he knows us. <laughs> but every March 31st, I, I sent him a message thanking him for what he did. But what I want to say is this. In all of that, my heart was resting on Psalm 91, 16. With a long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Now, of course, after that, I had to make changes. So we stopped the company and decided to focus on the church and so on. Um, but God's word, we can rest on it. Amen? With a long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Psalm 103. It's a favorite psalm for all of us. We all know that. Let's read it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. So let's say this together. I bless the Lord. I will not forget all his benefits. He forgives my sins and he heals all my diseases. He heals all my diseases. Amen? Now that's the word. God heals all our diseases. He heals all our diseases. Believe that. God I believe that. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, it tells us, He Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So that, you know, by His stripes we were healed. So let's say this together. Jesus took my infirmities and my diseases so that by His stripes I am healed. And he bore my sickness. He took my disease. So by his stripes, I have been healed. So you speak to your body. So body, God's word says, you're healed. Every cell in my body is healed. Now there are many other scriptures. Scriptures that I love. Romans 8, 11, The spirit who dwells in me, he gives life to my mortal body. So the Holy Spirit gives life to your mortal body body. I said, believe that. The Holy Spirit gives life to my mortal body. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, the life of Jesus is made manifest in our mortal bodies. 2 Corinthians 4, 10 and 11. The life of Jesus is made manifest in my mortal body. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13. You can make note of these verses. It says, our body is for the Lord and the Lord is for my body. So let's say this together. My body is not for sickness, is not for sin, it's for the Lord. And the Lord is for my body. Jehovah Rapha is for my body. His healing is for my body. Yeah, that's 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 13. The body is for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. So whom does your body belong to? Jehovah Rapha. Can he take care of it? Of course he can. The body is for the Lord. And the Lord is for my body. I mean, Jehovah Rapha is for your body. I mean, you don't need anything more than if Jehovah Rapha is for your body. My body is for the Lord. And the Lord is for my body. His healing is for my body. Amen? So he said, God, thank you. Thank you. I want to close with this verse because it's going to lead us into our time of ministry. James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. James 5, 14 and 15. Let's read it together, please. Verse 15, please come. Let's read it. Is anyone... 
among you sick. Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So James is writing, he's writing to believers. Is anyone, so nobody's excluded. Everybody here is included in that anyone. Is anyone among you sick? What's his instruction? Let him call for the elders of the church. You know, call for some people who can pray for you. Call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So I brought oil today. Don't ask me what oil it is. It's oil. <laughs> is it holy oil? It's just oil. There's nothing magical about the oil. It's not about the oil. Right? It's not about the oil. It's anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. That's where the power is. It's in the name. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And then what, he, what does he say? And the prayer of faith will save. That Greek word, sozo, it's save or heal. It's translated in many ways. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. Notice he never said, and the prayer of faith might. 70% chance. <laughs> he didn't say that. He said the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if you have committed any sins, it will be forgiven. Now, why is it we don't see it happen? One, maybe we don't believe it. Maybe we don't practice it. Or maybe our mindset is 50-50. 50 percent chance I'll get healed, 50 percent chance I won't get healed. But that's not what, Paul, what James wrote. So we need to change our mindset. We need to change our believing and align ourselves to what the Word of God says. The Word of God says, is anyone sick among you? So he didn't say, if you have certain kinds of sicknesses, physical, mental, God can't heal mental sickness, God can't, you know, God can't do this. No, no, he didn't say anything like that. Is anyone unwell? Anyone got a problem? Get somebody to come pray for you. And let them follow this. Let them anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith. Prayer that is made in faith. See, today is a great time. Why? Because we have heard the promises of God. We've heard God say, I am the Lord who heals you. We've heard God say, I will take sickness away from your midst. He, we've heard God say, He heals us of all our diseases. We've heard that. So it's a great time to say, God, I just believe what you said. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. The Lord will raise him up. We just have to believe that. Like that woman with the issue of blood, she didn't say, let me give this a try. Let me go touch the hem of his garment, see if something happens. If it doesn't happen, it's okay. No. She said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. That was the expectation. There's nothing wrong with that expectation. It was the right expectation. So today, I want you to come with that expectation. As we anoint with oil, I want you to come with expectation. When they anoint me with oil, in the name of the Lord, and pray the prayer of faith, I will receive my healing whatever it is can we do that I'll receive just simple faith he told us to be childlike you see 
a good illustration is this you know if a father places a child say example on the stage and father standing on the ground and he tells the child jump i will catch you the child is going to not going to tell the dad dad i didn't see you go to the gym <laughs> i don't think you can catch me the child is not going to ask any of those questions and not have any arguments dad said if i jump he'll catch me i'll jump see child like he has belief the word that's how we're going to do it so today we're going to take time just to pray and minister for, to people now i i, I realize this is going to take time so if you need to leave please feel you know you're free to leave you you're excused we're not going to mark your name and nothing like that right because people are going to come and we have going to just pray with them so if you need to leave feel free feel free no pressure to sit here till the last person is ministered to no pressure but here's what we're going to do we're just going to have people come in a line and you know when you come in a line i'm not going to ask you what is your condition we're not going to have a conversation all i'm going to do is just anoint you with oil in the name of jesus and just say be healed in jesus it's very simple it's going to be hardly a few seconds and at that moment so from my side amen amen with me from my side we are just releasing faith we are praying the prayer of faith from your side you say lord i receive we so we are acting on james chapter 5 14 and 15 anoint with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the lord will raise him up amen so so expect tumors to disappear expect whatever even it could be chronic illnesses difficult things the body is for the lord and the lord is for the body jehovah rafa is for my body there's nothing too hard nothing impossible for him to heal for him to do to work on he is the one who created the heavens and the earth there's nothing too hard for him so simple child like faith can we do that right so i'm going to we're going to stand here you just come you know you come in a line those who need prayer is going to anoint you with oil speak the name of jesus declare you to be healed then you could just go back this way um is that blocked over there or yeah so we could uh, or you could go uh, go around that way ushers will guide us and uh, and then you know you just free to leave after that okay you don't have to sit here and wait till the last person is prayed for uh just feel free if you want to sit and pray for the others you know you want to pray for them that's up to you if you want to leave you can but we will take time just to uh anoint with oil every person who wants to be anointed amen so this is an instruction to the church and so we must practice it we must do it and let the lord do his work and when you receive a healing a miracle send your testimony in and we will you know we will share it out anonymously so that others can know that god is faithful to his word Amen. Let's rise to our feet please. Uh we will stand right there so you could come in and go this way and uh uh the the worship team will lead us. Feel free to worship, feel free to pray. Uh there is no compulsion to stay till the end. If you need to leave, you're welcome. All right? So we're going to transition into this time of prayer and ministry. Feel free to do whatever uh, you are comfortable with.
Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.